0: what's up guys welcome back to the daily snap it is a new season the animals assembled season and i wanted to get a video out for all of my incomplete series 3 players because i think it's important uh, to understand what is the best thing to get with your free card now that they changed the system and you can't just spend 1000 tokens on any particularly good series 3 card there has to be some type of a list that you can reference and understand okay, these are the best cards in the game, this is why they're the best card in the game, this is how it's going to help me build my collection moving forward, um, and I want to do my best to give you an example of a card and then kind of like slightly highlight, thing, highlight things that would be good with it. So if you already have X, Y, and Z, maybe you want to target this card a little bit more. That's what we're going to be attacking in this video, so we're going to be going for hope you enjoy it let's get into it with number one all right the first card on my list and this isn't in any particular order honestly in the what we're using here is a deck list so it's going to be through energy cost um, which is why you're going to see certain cards come up first rather than last but mystique is a card that i believe is a top five card in the game Um, you see it in a ton of different decks it creates a lot of uh, interesting versatility, but even as like a, as early as a fresh account, Mystique is huge um, in this world where you can just start by copying Devil Dinosaurs, uh, to be completely honest. And I think that that's really one of the first things I would go to, is that you take the Good Cards Devil Dino deck, you add a Mystique into it, which just basically gives you a second Devil Dino as opposed to another option for moon girl uh, and if you're really lucky you can get to two copies of your mystique and then with that you now have a devil dino for each lane that you want which is very powerful uh, for all intents and purposes going to win you a ton of games early on also pairs really well with certain other cards uh, that you're going to see on this list but you know cards like patriot cards like wong um, you know among other things cerebro is another one of those options if you get an early cerebro Mystique is a wonderful combination with that. Uh, but she just fits into a lot of holes. She's very good. Uh, Iron Man as well. So if you get an early Mr. Negative, you know, a lot of not Mr. Negative decks are kind of all over the place. But one of the better ones has Iron Man and Mystique in it. So you would need Mystique to kind of get the best of both worlds of that deck. So there's a lot of choice involved with Mystique, which is what I love about her. She's very powerful and just fits in and fills the role of a lot of decks, and that's really hard and irreplaceable, and it's definitely a nice kickstart if you're very early on in your Series 3, you know, grind for sure that a card like this will definitely make you feel a little bit better in your gameplay uh, and give you a ton of different options, which is why I really like Mystique is one of the top cards to get with your free card of the month. For me, when thinking about getting a free card, um, I definitely want it to be a card that's going to give me you know the option to either a be versatile right number 1 we want it to be versatile and be played in multiple different things or i want it to be able to give me an archetype that i could not play before patriot is a wonderful card that presents this and it doesn't necessarily require any of the top end things to be you know obviously to be top tier it requires the ultron it requires the doctor doom or it requires a Valkyrie, which you're seeing more and more now. Uh, but without those things, you can still create an archetype and then look forward to opening, um, you know, one of those cards to help you you help your Patriot deck get better. But Patriot is the type of card that opens up a complete archetype, which gives life to cards in your collection that you weren't playing before, you know, like you get to pick up your thing and your Abomination and your Misty Knight for the first time and play some games with it. If you get a Brood early, Patriot is wonderful with Brood. Um, you know, Mr. Sinister is another one that Patriot just busts. Mr. Sinister, and as I just said before, Mystique is a wonderful pairing to Patriot as well, so... If you kind of gather some of these collections and you're working toward it and you just want to play a different type of archetype, Patriot is a fine card to pick up with your free season card, for sure. So there's a couple cards on this list that I think if we are very, very early on in Series 3 and they happen to pop up, I would instantly buy them. Uh, and one of them is Electro. Because Electro, now with the buff to Sandman, with the current meta game. You know, having the ability to have Sandman and Leech in your deck already, which is basically, you know, you can make a Series 2 deck uh, with Electro that's still pretty good into the metagame just because your opponent is going to retreat to your Leech or your Sandman. And you don't even necessarily always need to back it up with the Doctor Doom, Uh, but Doctor Doom would be number one card on your list after Electro to pick up because it's the best way for the deck to finish out games. But nonetheless, you know, this card really is phenomenal in so many decks, and it represents a lot of different powerhouse options uh, if you're able to get this card early. And quite frankly, it has the ability to be one of the better cards in the game right now. Last week, it was one of the best decks in the metagame, and this week it has the potential to be the same. It's not going to be... um, Flashy, You know, this deck is, this card's not necessarily a flashy card. It does limit you to playing one card per turn until Jeff next week. Spoiler alert, Jeff's gonna be fun. Uh, but, you know, the, this, this straightforward option is really good for low tier players because it can just, you know, just the, the sheer existence of the top end Electro deck is enough for your opponent to retreat against you sometimes. So no, you're not going to win a lot of four and eight cube cards with this. But if you're into that grindy playstyle, if you happen to open a Doctor Doom already, um, this is a great card to pick up early, and it definitely should be on your list of things to really you know, consider if it pops up into your shop. Lockjaw is a card that, for about 6 weeks, uh, ruled the metagame, and it's not because Quinjet was broken, it's not because Thanos was broken or anything like that, it's because Lockjaw is broken. Uh, Lockjaw is fundamentally a card that breaks all of the rules of Marvel Snap, which is really important to note. And it absolutely unveils a complete archetype on its own, which is the Lockjaw reveal. It does help if you're, you know, already able to pick up Thor and pick up Jane. But this is the perfect time, honestly, uh, if Lockjaw rotates in your shop... And you feel like spending the money, the Thor bundle is there to be had. Which means you can pick up Lockjaw with your free, pick up Thor with your in the bundle, which yes, it's a variant, you're still gonna have to get the base version of it, but you're already gonna have Thor, which is already the key counter key components for this deck. And even though very early on, you might not have the Magneto, you might not have, you know, the Giganto or things like that. The good thing about those things is that Anytime you flip and you get a giant dude, even if it's Incredible Hulk off your, you know, if you play your hammer into your Lockjaw and you flip an Incredible Hulk, well, that's still 15 power in your Lockjaw lane and 10 power in your Thor lane. So you're still really ahead in the game. So don't feel bad. This is an absolute archetype opening card. Wasp is another one. If you get to Wasp early, great. Yellowjacket's not as good, but if you get Yellowjacket early, you can play it in your Lockjaw decks. But any honestly, any of the one drop cards are great. Iceman's fine with it. Even Sunspot is fine with it. You can just rotate your Sunspot and things like that. Yandu's another one. You know, any of these cards, Korg, right? Any of these one drops that have this ability that on reveal does something. It's fine to be able to play Lockjaw on four with that card. Rotate your one drop card into you know a four, five, or six drop monster. All these are great things. Even the very early on Lockjaw versions with Jubilee and Infinite and things like that, they're still very powerful decks, and they're still going to win a ton of games, which is absolutely why Lockjaw is one of the cards that I would consider picking up with my free season pass card. Wave. Uh, Wave's a top five card in the game. She's probably borderline one of the more broken cards in the game. Um, you know, similar to Lockjaw, she creates archetypes. Uh, you know, right now, Doom Wave is the most uh, dominant one, but Death Wave is still very much a deck in the game and will always be probably a contender in the game depending on the metagame and things like that. But Wave opens up a lot of different concepts, a lot of different decks. It's good in Ramp, it's good in Death Wave, it's good in Doom Wave, it's good in Galactus. You know, it just has all of these really great lines of play that, you know, once you acquire Wave, You're only a card or two away from opening up an entire deck uh, that's very, very powerful and lets you really abuse certain things. It does does combine with some of the better cards in the game that are also on this list, like She-Hulk, like Death, um, and like Doctor Doom, as I was saying, where it's just this card that anytime you can play a a 6-drop or, you know, even a 5-drop on turn 4... You're so far ahead sometimes with your opponent if they are not able to capitalize. You know, your wave decks are looking to always capitalize on that moment, and if your opponents aren't doing that, you know, if they are this hit monkey explosion deck and they don't even have a card that costs more than four, uh, you know, unless they're playing Seraph, then you're going to be ahead of them. So that's the big thing here is what wave does is that it generally puts you ahead of your opponent, or it locks your opponent out of a big turn six potential where if you know, you have wave on turn five and anything to utilize that. And what I mean by anything, I mean having She-Hulk, having Kitty Pride, having Death, any of those types of cards that in basically give you the ability to play two cards the following turn and cheat. Well, then you're going to be ahead of your opponent that unless they have a Sarah down or unless they have their own ways to utilize the wave, they're only going to get to play one card. So since they only get to play one card and you get to play two or maybe even three in some cases. Then wave decks really have a, a nice uptick in you know power power in general. So this is why it's definitely a card that I would pick up. I do think it's a top five card in the game. I think it's a card that uh, should be on a watch list for sure by second dinner. So anything that's on the watch list is always weary to pick up for free tokens. But I'm also under the assumption this card's not going to be touched anytime soon. And even if you picked it up today, you'd have it for three weeks, maybe even longer before it ever gets touched. But Definitely an opening card, really powerful in a lot of different decks, and just fills a role that no other card can truly fill other than maybe Lockjaw, so definitely pick this one up. Wong. Uh, So, Wong is a real love-hate relationship for a lot of players, I think. A lot of top-end players will tell you this card is terrible, and in some ways, I agree with them, but in other ways... If people aren't going to contest the Wong, the card is incredible. Uh, you know, I had several players in the Discord this season or last season get a Wong, and it changed their season for them. Uh, shout out to Jempty, who, you know, picked up Wong, played Wong from 85 to infinite. You know, like he he said, "Hey, I need a different deck. My dinosaur is starting to fall off. It's starting not to feel good." Wong was the key missing piece. He just stuck Wong in a generic Odin deck, but if players didn't respect the Wong, then he was going to win a lot of cubes. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. He was able to find his way to infinite. And Wong is now really good in all sorts of different decks, uh, which is really fun and interactive to see. So not only if you're a brand new series three player and you're like, oh, I just want to pick up Wong so I can play Odin again and be uh, like a little bit better, but you know, it's good with Doom. It's good uh, with Mr. Negative, it's good with, uh, Mystique is a wonderful pairing for Wong. You know, the, uh, the Hazmat Luke Cage stuff, if you if you end up getting that stuff early, Wong is almost a requirement for those types of decks. So, Wong is another card that is one of the, you know, it's one of those cards that, like, it just, you know, it's flashy, right? Super, super flashy. Your opponents should know that what you're doing is completely unfair and they probably can't beat it. But a lot of players sometimes just, like, ignore and think, oh, I can beat the long and then you end up winning a lot of cubes. So definitely worth picking up, in my opinion, if you're into a card that is really powerful and really fun and does a lot of really dumb things. And you just have to understand that sometimes your opponent's going to have the answer to it, and that's why we have a retreat button. So utilize your retreat button, guys. All right, guys. Sarah. Um... Sarah was the card that I picked up on my alt account last season, and f- almost immediately after picking Sarah up, I just gained a hundred, like literally a hundred cubes. Uh, this card's phenomenal. You can definitely build this deck without any other series three cards, and just Sarah, and it's still an insane deck. You know, like having Killmonger, Shang Chi, um, Wolf Spain, Bishop. Uh, you know. All of these cards, Lizard, you know, literally, all these cards are Series 2 cards. So, like, yes, the deck gets better with certain Series 3 cards, uh, but the truth is that this card is just insane. Right now, with Hitmonkey being the Season Pass card, if you're a Season Pass buyer, you buy Hitmonkey, you pick up Sarah, and you just, you already have, like, a Tier 1 deck. You don't, everything else you can do with these other 10 cards is still going to be a very powerful thing. It may not be the absolute best version, But it's going to be good enough to win a lot of games and because of that Sura is almost certainly my number one pick for anybody if this shows up in your shop and you don't have it take it it's going to change your gameplay dramatically it's going to change your ladder climbing dramatically all of it this card is phenomenal it is above average like above average and beyond almost every other card in this list and i do think it's the number one card that if you can get it for free, you should take it. I just think that everything this card represents is insane, and there's so many decks that it fits into, but in this particular season, it's even better because Hitmonkey is above average as well, and it pairs so very well. I mean, when you can make your Hitmonkey cost one, play it on the final turn with four or five other cards, then your Hitmonkey is literally a one cost that has 10 or 12 power or some shit like that. So, like... One hundred percent number one card of this season in the Animals Assemble season is Sarah with your free, uh, with your free pickup. Just, this is the card that I would definitely be getting, no matter what. If I didn't have it, a card that's kind of on the rise, in honestly a lot of different decks and gameplay, is Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom has been one of my favorite cards. Uh, as you can see, you know I, I'll we'll take a peek here. You know we've split this card what eight times now, right? Like. We've played this card a bunch. Uh, So Doctor 2 is definitely a very powerful card in the game. It very much fits my play style. But all in all, uh, the way the game is going, having the ability to spread power is really really good. You know, working with Patriot, working with Sandman uh, and all these other things, it just represents this really, really powerful card in the game that it's absolutely worth picking up if it shows up in your shop. You're not going to feel bad about utilizing you know, your, to- you know, your free, free card of the month on Dr. Doom. Uh, it, it's very good, you know, with Wong, you know, so many different cards that this pairs really well with, but it's also just a generic good six drop card in the game. And you never know, really, your opponent's never really expecting the Doom out of like a generic type of deck. Now we're even seeing it in Dino decks. So rather than, you know, you have a big powerful Dino on one, but you're also playing cards like White Queen and, uh, Agent Colson, that just have big power butts that your opponent's like, oh, I can squeak a win out here. And all of a sudden, on the final turn of the game, you're like, oh, here's five power here, five power there, five power there. And they're not really even expecting it. So, Doctor Doom is finding its way into lots of different decks. And because of that, it's going to fit in pretty much whatever you want to play it. So, definitely worth picking up and checking out. Much like Sarah, She Hulk is probably the number two card that I would get. You know, in general, overall, if it comes up in your shop, you're never going to feel bad about buying this. You know, once again, uh, if you're fresh account, you know, there's 90 cards or something like that in the set. So you don't want to skip out on a She-Hulk just because I told just because I said Sarah was better because you might have to wait another week or something like that to see Sarah. So picking up any one of the cards on this list is important uh, because you don't know how long in between you're going to get so many bad ones. You're only going to get, what, eight or three a day you might go a week and not see a playable card. So because of that, if any one of these cards come up and it's something that you enjoy and you think you're going to like, I'd pick it up because it's going to make your play experience better through the rest of the season, regardless of whatever card this is. But She-Hulk is another one that's just in a lot of different decks. She's always playable. She works out really, really well in so many different things. And because of that, it's absolutely a card worth picking up. You know, you see her in Sherry decks. You see her in... Uh, ramp decks and ironically like you can she play she plays really well into the doom wave deck she plays really well into anything with sunspot <laughs> like literally they're just a, a match made in heaven so this is definitely a card that much like dr doom just fills the role of a six cost card that ironically you can cheat and make a five make a one cost if you skip get buff your sunspot which is a series 2 card that you already have so it just fills this incredible void of yep I'm just gonna play a one cost nine power dude plus my five of whatever it is it could literally be spider woman and it'd still be a really effective turn when you think about playing an eight power spider woman in one lane giving that lane minus four power and then playing a nine power she hulk in another lane while the last turn you just buffed your sunspot by five so lots of representation even at like a very low collection level with she hulk Magneto is just a generically good card. Uh, It's a card that it's probably 12th on this list if we're, like, going to really break down the list for scale. But it's very good. It's very powerful. It's very disruptive. And it's totally fine to pick this up with your free farm. If you have all these other cards, then you're probably, like, most of your way through. I'm not telling you that you even need Magneto at that. But what I'm telling you is that Magneto is one of those cards that... It's another one of those cards that people just forget, like they forget exists, they just don't remember uh, the power of it and then like how disruptive it can actually be to win games. Um, If you're already a Lockjaw deck, this is absolutely a replacement over Incredible Hulk, (laughs) so that's a consideration for sure. Uh, But even in ramp decks, you know, just playing Magneto at the end of the game is really good, So. This is a card, once again, that players aren't always considering, they're not always thinking about, and he has a lot of power, he, you know, 6 cost, 12 power is nothing to shy away about. The ability to disrupt your opponent's lanes by moving 3 and 4 cost cards is kind of hysterical, and, um, yeah, he's definitely just worth picking up if he just pops up into your shop. Destroyer is the last, well, the second to last card on this list that is an archetype defining card. Uh, basically, Destroyer for all intents and purposes, is a uh, series 2 deck, honestly, like everything about this deck is series 2, except destroyer, so the moment you pick up destroyer, you just make your spectrum deck that much better, Uh, because he has 15 power and the ability to win a lane on his own, more often than not, if you armor a lane and just buff it up, great, if not, you have to put cosmo in this lane so you can block your own trigger and things like that, but this guy just wins a lot of games, he's really powerful, he's really good, and the deck is super simple, easy to play, which really helps, uh, it's not super affected by locations, so it's a great transition deck, uh, in the game, honestly, when you come to series two, and if you're playing just this generic ongoing spectrum deck, you're very far behind a lot of the metagame, Destroyer alone takes your deck from being like, you know, a tier 5 deck to a tier 3 deck immediately, and I know tier 3 is not tier 1, but it's a hell of a lot better than tier 5. So this is definitely a card that if it pops up early in your shop, if you are extremely fresh and you don't have any combinations of other cards, much like Sarah, not as powerful as Sarah, Sarah is definitely better, but much like Sarah, Destroyer just gives you a deck that you can climb with and feel good about in most of your games, and that's why I think it's worth picking up if it pops up in your shop. The last and final card is Death. Uh, you know, death is a wonderful card in the game. It cheats a lot of different things. It is a very good combination with wave. But even like your generic destroy packages early, you're kind of you have the ability to get death down to like you know a five or a four. So you're still able to utilize things uh, which are important. Obviously, a card for death would be like hood in series three, which is a great a great comparison. Venom is another great addition. Uh, if you open up a Null in your Series Four somewhere early, you know that can work with it too. But definitely the the Death Wave deck in general. If you know if you're lucky enough to have the Wave, have the She Hulk and things like that, that's a deck that's you know it might not be a Tier One deck right now, but for a long time in the game it was. So it's still even in some ways sitting around a Tier Three or maybe even like a like a high tier like a low Tier Two deck. So, because of that, Death will always be a card that's worth picking up with tokens. It breaks the rules of the game in a lot of different ways, which is very interesting. So, if you're also looking for something like that, great. If you're into all the Destroy cards, this is another great card to pick up. You know, like you like Carnage, you like Venom, you know, you like Deathlock, and you like that playstyle as you were going through Series 1 and Series 2. Death is the perfect card to add to that deck. So, that's why I would definitely add Death to this list. You can see here, best Series 3 cards. You know this list is debatable for sure. There's definitely other cards that are just missing. You know, Hood is a card that I've said a couple times. I think Hood's a wonderful card in the game. Definitely wouldn't feel bad about picking that one up. Even if we do like a quick, quick scroll here. You know, Tatiana and Zero, they're played in a lot. They're played in the best deck in the game. So if you get Sherry early, and you want to look to try and upgrade your Sherry deck. You know, if with your if you're planning on buying Sherry with your tokens. Picking up cards like Zero, uh, Titania, Red Skull, Taskmaster, like, those are all great cards to pick up. If you got Shuri early, no doubt about that. If you got Darkhawk early, honestly, you need Rockslide in most of those cases, so feel free to use your free card on Rockslide if it pops up. You know, like, that's the thing about this list, which is hard to make it, is that every player is going to play the game differently. Every player is going to find different Series 4 and Series 5 cards that they want with their tokens, so when you start... Thinking about those things, then you need to understand, like, okay, like, if I got X with tokens, then my list is going to look different than what this generic list is here. So that's another thing to really take into account for, you know, when you're buying – using, utilizing tokens to also get your free card. This is just the generic, in my opinion, 12 best cards that either, A, open up an archetype for you, are versatile, versatile in basically anything you want to play them with – Or if you're very early on in the game and you're just looking for a card that's going to make your Series 2 collection feel that much better, that's what these cards are covering. I hope this list was helpful for you. In the comments, let me know, hey, this is the card that I think is best for this list or this is a card that I would target because I would love to hear it. I'd love to know. I don't think that this list is perfect by any means. I just think it's a great starter list for players that are just confused and going man what should I use my free you know my free card on so that's what this list is for thank you guys for listening today we'll catch you in the next one see ya.